Hey there, this is Wamimo Elizabeth Onikon, host of my Lighthouse podcast. This podcast is for you if you have a heart for God and you seek a balanced life as a Christian. Not just doing great in church and struggling in other areas, or doing great in other areas and struggling in your walk with God. Each week, we'll be sharing insights and personal stories on diverse topics helping you feel empowered on your own journey and making the right choices, the kind that pleases God. Welcome to another episode of My Lighthouse, your personal development podcast where we share knowledge and insights into the journey to becoming a better version of yourself, especially as a believer, as a Christian, as a child of God. This is September. It's the beginning of a new month. And you know what happens in September? It's the school year, the beginning of a new school year, and the children start to return back to school. Parents start to make a lot of adjustments with their children's routine, adding that to their own routine. On today's episode, I'm going to be having a working mom with me, sharing from her experiences. I have Chioma Moma. Chioma Moma is a lawyer, a freelance writer, and a parenting advocate. She's the author of four books, First day at the big school, fun day at the museum, fun trip to the village, and wisdom from women. She's a mom of four children, and a lot of her experiences that she shares through her books, through her blog, through her social platform, come from the wealth of knowledge and experience that she's had. Uh, welcome to this episode, ma'am. Good to have you. Hello, I'm babysitting. Yay. <laughs> I, I don't have his routine figured out Absolutely. for you. Absolutely, but it's all part of the beautiful journey of, of parenting and, and, and pretty much part of what we're going to be talking about today. But amazing, really good to, good to have you, ma'am. So I know that you are a lawyer and you are a parenting advocate. I'm just wondering, just curious, how did you get on this parenting path? Like, you, you know, it's interesting to just... Like you still practice, interestingly, you know, and that you're really passionate about parenting. You write about it. You speak about it. How did you get on this path, really? Okay, so yes, I'm a lawyer. Uh, I'm a lawyer in the public sector. So um, I've been doing a lot of, of legal stuff in the public sector, and that has been great. And as a working mom, obviously, when you're working, one thing that always comes to your mind is how am I going to juggle work with parenting? which can be a bit challenging. So I kind of found myself on this parenting train kind of by accident because I've always been very passionate about, about my children. You know, for me, even with my choice of jobs, I've always worked for governments, you know, and that has been on purpose because I was like, I, I wanted to make sure I had jobs that gave me time to spend with my children, you know, and it seemed that governments, you know, the, the government sector offered those kind of jobs. So I've always, from day one, you know, I've been blogging for like, 13 years and I would always share stories of my experiences when I had house helps and all those kind of, all those struggles that come with raising children while you're working so that's how I came into that you know so you know I would share stuff and people would find it really interesting I would share different you know techniques share my own insight things that I thought every parent knew or every parent was doing and I found out that some parents were like, oh, no, this is really good. This is something, this is, you know, this is really great insights for me. So I just found myself in it, you know, and I found, you know, I would share stuff and people would say, oh, this is really great. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, you know, and I think that I thought every parent knew what to, you know, knew to do. So it was actually um, really, really great insight for me. 
that's how I started sharing stuff. And parents would give me feedback and say, oh, you know, this really inspired me. This really helped me. And I just started to talk about it more. And the more I spoke about it, the more the passion grew. And mm-hmm. I, I like to say now that, you know, two of my major passions are making policy because that's what I, I, you know, I love to look at in the public sector is how policies are made and parenting because I just, it's just for me, no matter what heights you get to in life, you would never be happy, fully happy if your children don't turn out well, if you're not able to parent them effectively. So yeah, so that's it. Not I'm, a per- I'm not a perfect parent, but I'm still learning a lot. Please. But, um, no one is perfect. I have my three-year-old nephew who is just not leaving me alone. And I'm then I have my, I have my almost 18-year-old son who still um, needs to be parented, you know, and who mm. still comes in to talk to me and, you know, and we discuss a lot and all that about his plan. So it's an amazing journey. And yeah, I'm glad that I'm able to um, assist parents as I work on the journey myself. Right, interesting. Maybe just to also let people know, and talking about how you balance, like right now, parenting is. Look at we're having this podcast recording, and we have a little baby in the middle, and it's just amazing how, as parents, you know, children are just part of our lives, and you, you can. It's it's especially for women, you know. Sometimes men are like, eh, I can't. But you know, as a mom, you're that's a part of your life, right? So it's totally normal, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting mm-hmm. you mentioned policy. And just while you were speaking, I kept thinking to myself, I've been lucky to work in organization at some point in my life where, you know, when I still had my children really little and I would think of, okay, where do I put them now that I'm getting back to work? And my organizations had a crutch or a place, you know, a place where you could bring your child to and breastfeed your child and it wasn't a problem. You could just take take a couple of minutes yeah. off your desk, go breastfeed, come back. I thought that was really beautiful. But I also know that there are so many people who don't necessarily have access to those kind of things. And it's such a struggle for women after having their babies and all. So maybe now, maybe just a tip as we move along is, oh, you're, you're into policy. Maybe you want to start to, to, to do policies or work on policies or advocate for policies that support more time for women or organizations, awesome. straight rooms for, for, for moms. Definitely, that's one thing. I'm, like, like in my office, for instance, that was one thing I was, you know, they, uh-huh. had, they had this room for working um, for breastfeeding moms, for, you know, for nice. moms with young children, nursing moms. And it wasn't conducive. It didn't mm-hmm. look good. And I have to meet the lady in charge. I said, you know, ma'am, I don't have a baby at the moment. But, you know, this is not going, this is not working for people. This is just not a good idea, you know. And then I, and I took time to find out other organizations that had nicer facilities, you know, public sector. And I told her, look, this is what I found. And I did, you know, and and I wrote, and I wrote to her, I wrote to the, you know, to one of our executives. I said, look, this, you know, this can be done better. And I'm happy to say that they took up my, you know, what I suggested and they did improve in-house crash don't just say oh there's no such uh, there's no facility like that in this place in, in my office it wasn't built in it was constructed mm-hmm. without that in mind they had to find somewhere in the building and convert it to a crash and it worked out you know and um mm-hmm. it was made it wasn't good enough i had to talk and say oh you know what can it be improved and it was so let's all you know be not be afraid to speak out and say look you know at, at, in our small spheres speak to government speak to whoever it is and say look this right. this can be worked on women need mm-hmm. access to such things you know yeah it's nice to hear i'm really glad and yeah, I'm hoping that more people are able to speak up for things like that so sometimes i think of it and 
flipping it a little bit and, and looking at that overall sphere of parenting, very often we're thinking of the mom, you know, we're thinking of, because it's the mom who bears the biggest burden really. What about fathers? How can fathers fit into this whole conversation of like managing their children, working dads, working moms, how can they step in to support and just help kids? I am so, you can see how excited I am as you're saying that because <laughs> it's like, ah, and you know, I would say that because you, you, you are in North America, so you know how it is. I would, you know, I can, I'm sure you can testify that your husband is doing far more with mm. the children now that he did when mm. you were in Nigeria. It's just because, you know, the society encourages it and really how much help can you afford to have in the developed world, you know? How is it looked at? Is it looked at the woman's job only? Yes, even in those societies, it's still the women that do more, for sure, when it comes to spending time with the children and, you know, raising and all of that, for sure. But in Nigeria, especially, enough things are saying, oh, it's, it's, it's a woman's job. The men are not encouraged to be part of it. And when I say encouraged, encouraged by who? By their wives. A lot of times the wives act as if their husbands cannot do anything. Right. So they don't even encourage them to do it. Oh, I, oh, I don't know how to hold the baby. Oh, okay. Bring, in fact, when they're even holding the baby, they'll say, ah, the baby's neck is this. The ba-. And if you had no one to help you, allow him to carry his child. But because we have, right. you, you, you have Nike here to help you. You have your cousin, you have, you have your mother, you have also the people all over the place helping you. Um, you just, and it's changing now because you can't even get help so, you know, so easily. And people are suffering because they want to do everything themselves. So, so yes, the men have been spoiled to an extent, but even the wives, the women, the mothers, do try and insist more on your husbands, your spouses, helping you out with the children. If you don't tell them they can do it, they will not believe they can. A lot of them feel that they've been raised to feel that, look, it's a woman's job anyway, so it's not for me to do. So you have to help correct that abnormality by saying, look, first of all, you can do it. Help. Can you help with this, honey? Can you help with that? And the men themselves, if you're listening, even if your wife doesn't ask you anything, this is someone you love, this is someone you, you're, you're choosing to do life with on your own. You should see that this person needs help. This is not a one person's job. You know, I always tell my, you know, tell people that I admire. I, I you know, I don't know how single parents do it. You know, the, the one year I was in the UK with my two youngest children, it was, it was really crazy. Or you just want to even say, oh, please, can you hold the, hold him for a while while I do the dishes or whatever, you know? So learn to normalize, normalize that. Look, looking after a child is a joint responsibility. Back in the day, it was the men that only, only used to work. Women stayed home. Now women are working. Women are also contributing financially to the household. So men, you also have to do the same. There's no more. Those lines are beginning to blur. Yes, you're still the head of the home. Yes, you're the man. Yes, you're the X, Y, Z. But you have to help with the chores. A woman cannot go out all day, work all day, the same way her husband is working intellectually and physically and come home and the full brunt of the children is on her. That's really not fair. You have to do your bit. Help with the chores. Help with, you know, you know, we're giving the children a bath. Help with their homework. Go for open day. Open day is not only for moms. Mm-hmm. You know, go for parent-teacher conferences. They, they didn't say mommy-teacher conferences. You know, because most of you go there, you see it's 99% moms. You know, exactly. what happens to that? Yeah. You know, and it's because they feel the women are capable. So my husband, for instance, I remember, you know, when I was away, his school, the, the school, they were like, oh my God, your husband was so fantastic. He was always in school. He attended every PTA. He... These were things he wasn't really doing when I was there because I would always rush to do it. So after that, I started to learn to say, honey, this one, okay, there's something happening in school. Can you go this time? Or can we right. both go? Or I'm not, you know, sometimes I would actually just step back and say, oh, honey, you do it. You know, I'm going to the mm-hmm. office. Can you handle this? You know, and, and sometimes he would. 
you know? And when they really couldn't, I would do it. But we need to also, you know, ask. Let's talk a bit about the challenges that working parents face. So now this is September. It's the new school year. There's a lot of challenge that comes with the new school year. Challenges around managing children. Challenges around how do we get back to work like okay now I have to make sure that my children are going to to school as well while I'm going to work you know I have to do all of these things so how do we then balance things out so are there are there specific challenges that women and men working parents deal with at a time like this Ella you want to be there on your child's first day of school but hey you have a meeting eight o'clock in the morning and it's so important what do you do You want to be there to, you know, welcome them home on their first day. But hey, you have to be in the office. What do you do? I know these things happen ever so often. And I'll give you an example. Even today, I had to do, I was in, I was doing something at work. And um, I had to, you know, I had to go back. I had to, I left the office. I had to go back to that. I was rushing to go back. And then my son called me, my 17-year-old. He called me and said, well, mommy, I'm, I'm not really feeling well. And I was like, okay, let me rush to the office and tell them and then rush out. And I was just like, someone just told me that, you know what, call your office. And I was able to call my boss and tell her, look, you know, this is what's going on. My son isn't feeling too well. And because I had I had told her in the morning that he was feeling, he wasn't feeling that well in the morning. It wasn't something new. I was like, oh, he's still not feeling well. He even called me. So they were like, oh, no, you know what? It's okay. Take off. You know, we, you know, we, we got you. Just go take care of him. That's what's important and all that. So, you know, thank God for the kind of work environment I have, right? But some people don't have that kind of environment where you can actually tell your boss, someone is not feeling well and they will listen to you so these are things that these are realities you know that happen every 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 day you're faced with having to deal with oh this this you know recital in school is so important and then there's this meeting that if i'm not there i will look on serious because you know it will be like oh it's only me that has children why am i always Mm, taking it you're the one always excusing yourself it's always exactly or there's a work trip and everybody is excited about going you're like oh because of my children they're like oh, wow only you and then after a while they begin to overlook you when there's a trip when there are trips because they're like she's always she'll always give an excuse even when your children are grow are grown, you're feeling more confident about leaving them at home with the nanny mm-hmm. or with their daddy or with their mommy or whoever they will start they'll begin to overlook you so it's really that thing of balancing and saying okay you know what how can i show i'm a good worker how can I show that my children are most important to me? Are you not very important to me? I'm not going to neglect that. It's that balance which people say doesn't really exist. And I, I think people say that because really, this, it's not a balance. It's not balanced to begin with. Right. Sometimes it's like this, sometimes it's, it's like, like that. that. You know, sometimes you close late, sometimes you can close early. You know, so with, you know, with the parents, it's really about having your priorities. I think that's it because the truth is that those days will come where you're, you have to now make a decision, okay, do I miss, okay, there's this thing that's happening at work. It's really important. And there's this dental appointment today. It's really, what do I do? Do I postpone the appointment? Mm. Yeah, do I postpone the appointment and and go for the meeting? Or can I actually ask somebody to take care of that meeting for me? And the appointment is so easy, it's so important, it can't be postponed. You need to just sit down, actually have, think things through for a few minutes. Look, God, you know, I, yeah, you know, I said God, but the God factor is also very important. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the things, 
yeah, as you're making those decisions, as you're, because you know, it's it's a lot, especially as you said, as school opens, there's a lot to do. You know, they might be calling you to, to talk about something, you know, your son's class, and you're like, okay, how do I manage? How do I do it? Come, you know, leave the office on time and be there in time for whatever we need to discuss and still get back to the office in time. Because if I don't, I need to clock out or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever in the office. So it's, you know, these are real 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 experience that a lot of working parents have you know with prioritizing and making choices on the go because sometimes you don't even have an hour to think about that it's like you have like literally one minute to say okay what am i doing am i going can someone cover can i do this you know but um the god factor is important because you know god will really help you in in terms of getting a you know getting a career that can help you achieve the flexibility that you want so you can still be a good parent to your children and God will also help your children understand for those times when you're like okay you know what I really have to you know I'm working can you just give me a minute or you know what today just pretend mommy is not around because I need to finish this project and it's something really important and tomorrow you know I promise I'm going to spend time with them I'm going to make it up with you exactly and then, and keeping those promises because they will hold mm-hmm. you to them you know mm-hmm. so so yeah that's it so you know it's really just about about that and just you know asking god for grace every step on the way because yeah and then yeah and remembering that they're going to grow that these moments are not always going to be there my oldest is going to university now where there's no open oh, day wow. there's no school recital <laughs> there's no you know <laughs> nobody wants me there all i'm going to mm-hmm. go there is maybe if i want to visit him but my presence is not really required, you know, at that, at that stage of education. So I, I I I see where you're coming from, and even you have times where, unfortunately, this this on the flip side for women, just like you were saying, sometimes things are happening in the office, or even a promotion, you know, being considered for a promotion, and they say, oh, you know, you you know, you are still raising children, you are still very little, you can't handle this position, or you can't, and it's like, why would you? Um, consider certain people less because they are managing their children at this time in their lives or in their career. Yeah. Sadly, it's one of the things that, you know, sometimes people are working to deal with. Yeah. You know, it's actually, and, it's actually one of those things that working parents do have to deal with that you're like, which is why, you know, I always tell people, put your best foot forward. I remember with this job I have now, mm-hmm. I always used to do school runs. Right. I would always drop and pick up my children. I told my husband, this is a new job. I need to make a very good impression. So please, can you please do school runs for like the first few months? I still want to be that mom that they know that, look, my child has a recital. So, Oga, I've done all my work. I need to go. I'll be, I'll be away for just one and a half hours. You know, I assure you and I'll be back. You know, mm-hmm. so those are the things that you have to do sometimes. You know, make those sacrifices just onto things, onto you, you have a firm footing in right. the office so that they know that, okay, yes, she has children, but still she is quite diligent. She's quite hardworking. So if she tells you she's going for her child's thing, it's because she's very family oriented and that's really right. commendable anyway. You know, she's dedicated to her job. So her going to, you know, going for this recital or going to, you know, it's not going to affect her the quality of her work in any way, you know? Mm-hmm. I was just even thinking that what if, you know, from the moment you even got the job, you let them know that, you know, like I would have to leave at this time because I would have to go pick up my children from school or I have to do this and that. I think that organizations should should be more flexible where possible really i know it's tough sometimes they should it's, be they should know, be the ideal, they should be they should right? be and you know and it is because a lot of men don't don't do these things that's why i like it when dads also also are part of the whole school run you know because 
it that makes it, it doesn't make it as if it's only the women that leave the office at a certain time mm-hmm. the men also have to pick up their children so i like it when men do it as well but like i, I agree with you from day one if you let them know you know oh i'm a family person it's a priority for me i have children i have a friend who had children's pictures are on her table so you know she, as soon as you enter, enter the office you know she has children you know she's not rubbing in your face but she you, you know that her children are important to her and um you can have a discussion with your boss like you said so you know you know ma'am as in yeah. It's, I, there's no one else to pick them. My husband's job is like two hours away from the house. I'm the one that has to pick them. There's no one else that can do it. I would appreciate it if you if I could pick them up, even if it means me coming to work 20 minutes earlier to put in the next, you know, those discussions can be had. And have those yeah, negotiations those up front. Yeah, those discussions, those discussions could be had or, you know, reasonably, you know, the lady that works for me, my housekeeper, she, you know, I remember she told me, oh, she, like two Saturdays in a row, she had to do something in her children's school and, and she and she just had a discussion with me and said, oh, please, and who am I to say, don't go for your child's PTA? Because, I, you know, I was, I was happy she was doing that and that was important to her. I said, okay, that's fine. If you do it, you know, can you come into work late? Can you come to work after? What time are you going to? And we were able to work out something and she's really hard working. So she wasn't even someone I could even say no to. Yeah. So yes, those discussions could be had. And, you know, and one thing COVID-19 has done, you know, you talk about the pros and the cons. One of the pros is that people are seeing that you can actually be more flexible at the workplace. People can actually don't have to be in the office all day and they have to deliver so a lot of offices are actually allowing people to work maybe one week in one week off to work from home this is where it was not even it could even be discussed now and that's really helping people and i really hope that continues even into the school term when people will really need that flexibility so they can actually um do more stuff with the children yeah just as we wrap up this episode i just want to so we've said a few things about the, the god factor and you know praying about the challenges you're experiencing having conversations with your boss you know I, maybe i would add seeking help where, where appropriate like you said you know ask your husband ask someone help me hold the children or the other way could be the man who is managing. But either ways, you, you need to do these things. So aside this, are there other things that you would recommend as the ways to work around this, like possible ways to navigate the challenges that come with that new school year and and yet you still want to keep your, your career, you still want to keep your home and juggle everything together? One thing I would advocate and what I try to do, your vacation, your leave, for instance, if I'm taking my annual leave, I try to take it over summer and I try to make sure a little of the leaf spills into the beginning of the school term that way I can if I want to sleep in school on that on the first day of school you know I meet all the children's teachers and just spend the whole day there no one's going to look for me no one's going to say where are you ma'am because there's a look at your your leave days look and see if you can actually take a day off or that that first week when there is um, when they resume school especially if your child is starting school for the first time and so see if you can take a few days off the beginning of term, you can walk your leave for that period. That really, really helps to be sure you're there to help them settle that you're not rushing to the office. Another thing that you do, you can do, which you, do, you also spoke about, is telling your boss and negotiating from the beginning, look, I have children, you know, I'm really grateful to have this amazing job and be in this amazing, you know, amazing community here, but these children are really important and I would appreciate it if you could give me this time off or allow me to do X, Y, Z. But, you know, I had this lady who I know she had to pick up her children from school. So if the office closed at four o'clock, the, I think what she was able to work out was that, you know what, I have to pick up my child from school on so-so and so days. Okay, you know what, can you put in 30 minutes more in the office? I'll allow you to do whatever you need to do. But because of clocking out and all the hours, and she was like, okay, 
fair enough. And she started doing that. So the day she would pick up her child, she would close early. And the day she wouldn't pick up her child, she would put in 30 minutes extra to make up for the time, you know, when she was um, when she was away. And that thing that could really help, you know, as the children start school is getting lovely notes written out to them. You know, it could be scripture cards. It could just be handwritten notes saying how much you love them, saying how, you know, how, how much you hope the term is going to be a good term for them as they start a new term or a new session and put it in their lunch boxes or in their bags. So after school, you know, they have that to look forward to and to remember that mom and dad really does love them. And even though they're not with you, they are they still, they still care about you and they're still, um, there with you through the day. Another really cool thing that really helps with the new school term is having your child, their teacher, or you know, having their details, have their contacts. That's something that is really important. You need to be able to communicate with your um, child's teacher. So even if you're not in school, as soon as you, that, that should be one of the first things you do. You meet them, get their number, so you can, you know, they should feel free to reach out to you if there are any challenges with your child or anything they need to know. Especially as it's a new term, tell them your child, you you, you can be off front and tell them, oh, my child struggles with this, my child has this, you know, has the, my child is really great at this. And that gives the, the, uh, the teacher something to work with, especially if it's a new person that has never encountered your child before. Something that really helps as the child starts a new term is volunteering in the school. Okay, because that way the school knows you care and they are more open with you and you get to see your child more when you go to, you know, for school events. So that's really, right. really cool thing to do, to have, you know, spend more time with your child while you're not navigating work oh. as well. And another thing that you can do really, which is really, really useful, is engaging with your HR. If you have a good HR that listen, listening HR, you can talk to them about how important it is to have um, a, a workforce that is, let me use, look for a way to say it. If your workforce, if your, if a mother's mind is at rest, if she's um, not just thinking about her child every second, she'll be more committed to work. So you can make those suggestions and say, look, it's back to school time, but you also need to consider allowing your moms to either have a crash in-house or be able to leave the office to pick up their children or whatever it is. Have those discussions. Talk to the you know to, to the the parents in your establishment and find out what are your pain points and talk about them and see how you can work with them. Also, get your children on a routine. When school opens, one thing that helps with work life balance. You can see me if this if I knew his routine, I don't know his routine. He would have been in bed by now because when when, when they're on a routine, it's easier for you to you know after work do what you need to do with them and get them to go to bed. So you can do whatever you need to do for yourself as well before the next work day, get them organized. Another thing that really helps uh, with work-life balance when the children go back to school is having all those little charts and planners. I made some recently and they are really, really good because it really helps you know that, okay, this is what this child does at this time. This is what mommy does at that that time. It really helps you. Being organized is really one of the greatest things to help you save time, help you make the most of your time, um, the most the most meaning of your time, and um, just it helps you just stay calm in all the chaos of you know getting ready to school you know for school in the morning, rushing and all of that, and that happens a lot. You're rushing, you know. Someone said one day, you know, which of you doesn't shout in the morning when you're getting ready for school, and it doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> it doesn't have to. Where's your shoe? I about you know. So those charts and those planners really do help so everybody knows their morning routine they know what time they're supposed to be up and it's the key is consistency because i'm even talking to myself it's like you know for us moms that go to work getting your clothes out yourself as a mom a day before if you're going to the office what i do there was a time i i i used to get my clothes um 
organized for like three, four days. It really did used to help me. Now the best I do is a day before, which is still very good. At least the night, the night before, get out what you're going to wear. Don't, it's not in the morning that like you all be, everybody's rushing. Mm-hmm. And you're, <laughs> you're rushing to find... You're rushing, find and then you're, you get to work stressed, and then your boss upsets you, and next thing, it's time to for pick up. But if you start your day organized, trust me, it helps a whole lot. Knowing that you have a time for everything, there's time for this, there's time for that. You mm-hmm. go out, you, you enter your day happy, happy <sighs> you lead your day happy. And then, of course just committing everything to God, committing the school term to God, praying about it, praying about your child's teacher, praying about your boss, that you have an understanding. There's some bosses you have that will be so understanding that when you say, oh, look, this is what's going on, there won't be any issues. You know, they will take it, they will understand and they will um, be the first to say, oh, please go and take care of that issue. Go to, you know, go to your child's school, go and pick them up because they understand that, look, you can't just leave your child stranded. So I think I think those are all my recommendations for oh, now. Those are beautiful. Thank you so much. And and for everyone listening, I'm sure that we've all been inspired and just blessed just listening. You know, I, I like yeah. the, the points you, you raised about seeking help where possible. You know, the place of praying about the situation, even before the children get back to school, praying for them. I love the part about writing notes, just taking notes and, and writing notes for them putting it in their lunch boxes and things like that. I think one thing I'll add also is just making deliberate attempts to make that time. So even after work and everything, just making some time to then check in on them, you know, spend some time with them where possible. But as much as possible, the school year can be a time where children need parents more than ever. There's a lot going on for them in school. There's a lot of attention that they need. And it's important that children get that attention, no matter how much of work that we have, no matter how busy that we are, you know, if it means just taking permission from work, if it means making that time deliberately, let's do that. I just thought of something that takes our time, your social life and your social media. Those are two things. So, you know, when your children are back to school, you might not have as much time to socialize and that's fine. There's time for everything. And you might not have, a, you know, one thing that my children harass me about is like, mommy, this is your phone. You know, a lot of times I say I'm working on my phone, but still you have to cut back on the work, you know, make them know that they, how important they are. So, you know, you have to make some sacrifices. Some people don't like the word sacrifice, but they feel it means that like you're suffering. No, you're not suffering. It's just that you have, there are other things you can do, but because you have these children and because it's the school term and they need you and they have to go to bed at regular times and there's so much more work to do, you have to put the effort. If it means you not spending as much time on the phone, not going to all the parties you'd have loved to go to, it's worth it. It's worth the effort. But at the end of the day, the children will know that they are important. You'll be able to achieve so much more with them and then you'll be happier at, as well with, you know, with how they turn out. Amazing. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you for making time to be here. So for everyone who connected and has followed all through, I hope you learned a thing or two from this episode, the importance of just spending time, the importance of, you know, just making whatever sacrifices, just like the guest has said, making sacrifices doesn't necessarily mean that one is um, suffering or one is going through a bad situation, but it's just those adjustments that we need, that we need to make at this time, especially at a time where we are working and then we have children who are in school. Let's just continue this conversation. Follow at my Lighthouse Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. And let's 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 have this conversation. If there's something that struck you from the episode you'd like to speak about, you'd like to talk more about, please by all means, we would love to hear from you. And until the next episode, please stay in God, keep growing, and keep pushing yourself to be a better version of you. Hope you're